It's Wednesday, February 28, 2024, and I'm Dave Silk. Four things to know today. Cybersecurity Framework 2.0 unveiled. NIST addresses supply chain risks and introduces the govern function. Lockbits come back and unpatch ConnectWise screen connect flaws are exploited by hackers. KKR is set to acquire VMware's end-user computing business for $4 billion. And from deep fake to deep trouble, the Biden robocall incident unfolds. This is the business of tech. Today's episode is supported by CoreView. Your customers need your Microsoft 365 expertise, and CoreView has the only M365 management platform designed for MSPs. Manage hundreds of tenants, automate manual tasks, and monitor compliance, all while intelligently comparing to the baseline. With a no-code control approach, CoreView revolutionizes your Microsoft 365 administration. This powerful platform enables automatic reporting and remediation, ensuring optimal performance and security. The best part? You achieve this high level of service without the need for a large workforce, allowing you to focus on growing your business through efficiency. Want to know more? Visit coreview.com slash MSP and find out more. The National Institute for Standards and Technology has released Cybersecurity Framework 2.0, which expands its recommendations to include organizations beyond critical infrastructure. The updated framework adds a sixth function, govern, and addresses supply chain risks. It provides a reference tool, a searchable catalog, and references to help organizations implement the framework. The new govern function focuses on establishing, communicating, and monitoring an organization's cybersecurity risk management strategy. This addition complements the existing pillars, identity, protect, detect, respond, and recover. According to the 2024 SonicWall Annual Cyber Threat Report, the increasing depth of cyber attacks has led to a growing need for managed service providers. Cyber criminals are increasing their attacks on critical infrastructure with a 27% rise in ransomware activity in the second half of 2023. Despite an overall annual decline, ransomware volumes hit a record high in Asia, especially targeting the financial sector. SonicWall recorded 6.06 billion malware attacks in 2023, marking the highest global attack volume since 2019, with healthcare, retail, and government sectors being heavily targeted. Intrusion attempts also increased by 20%, with a significant rise in the finance, government, and healthcare sectors. IoT exploits also saw a 15% global increase. Why do we care? The headline is all about the NIST cybersecurity framework. This is a significant update to guide organizations in enhancing their cybersecurity postures. And like software updates, you have work to do. IT service providers should assist organizations in integrating the govern function into their cybersecurity strategies. This involves helping them to define clear cybersecurity policies, implement governance structures that ensure accountability and oversight, and establish metrics for monitoring cybersecurity effectiveness. And two updates to previous stories. The LockBit ransomware group has reemerged on the dark web with new infrastructure after that recent law enforcement takedown. The group has moved its data leak portal to a new .onion address and listed 12 new victims. The administrator acknowledged that their websites were confiscated due to a known PHP vulnerability and claimed that the FBI hacked their infrastructure. 
and hackers are now mass exploiting the too easy to exploit security vulnerabilities in ConnectWise Screen Connect to deploy ransomware and steal sensitive data. ConnectWise disclosed the flaws, an authentication bypass vulnerability and a path traversal vulnerability on February 19th. Many servers remain vulnerable. Security researchers have observed various threat actors exploiting the flaws, with some attributing the activity to a China-backed hacking group focused on espionage. Why do we care? Today's live show highlighted terminology. If you missed it, it's on YouTube now and drops in the podcast feed on Saturday, and it's a byproduct of this storyline. The ConnectWise issue is now causing breaches for customers. London-based event tech startup Hopin has entered liquidation, with accounting firm PwC overseeing the process. The company previously sold off some assets, including its original events platform, and its founder stepped down as CEO. Hopin had experienced significant funding and valuation growth, but struggled to handle the rapid influx of capital. The CEO stated that the company can pay off its debts in full. Investment firm KKR is acquiring VMware's end-user computing business from Broadcom for $4 billion. The EUC division, which includes virtual desktop infrastructure and digital workspace solutions, will become a standalone company under KKR's ownership. KKR plans to focus on R&D, strategic partnerships, and employee ownership. The deal is expected to be finalized pending regulatory approvals. Compliance Scorecard and ConnectSecure have partnered to introduce an automated asset governance solution for managed services providers. The joint solution allows MSPs to pull inventory data from ConnectSecure vulnerability scans into Compliance Scorecard's Asset Scorecard, enabling them to identify and govern all managed assets. This automation streamlines compliance management and offers a valuable value add for MSPs. The joint solution will be showcased at the Right of Boom event in Las Vegas. Radware has introduced a new business offering for managed security service providers, or MSSPs, to customize and resell their cloud DDoS protection and cloud application protection services. This initiative aims to help MSSPs expand their services and revenue opportunities while safeguarding their customers against cyber threats. U.S. Signal is among the first partners to collaborate with Radware in enhancing their cyber defense offerings. Encrypt AI has raised $2.3 million in funding to build a visibility and security layer for generative AI and large language models. The platform, called Encrypt AI Sentry, aims to ensure the safety, reliability, and compliance of LLMs, reducing vulnerabilities, and addressing concerns around security and privacy. Encrypt AI's approach offers visibility, security, data privacy, and compliance management for enterprises adopting generative AI. Why do we care? Well, that was a quick lightning round. The lesson from Hopin is not about virtual events, but about handling explosive growth. The pandemic kickstarted Hopin, but they didn't manage it well. KKR sees a value Broadcom doesn't, so they're picking it up. A new twist on that evolving story. I have a follow-up on the Biden robocall fiasco. From the Washington Post, a Democratic operative admitted to commissioning an AI-generated robocall of President Biden in New Hampshire, triggering a state criminal investigation. 
The consultant, Steve Kramer, used AI technology to create a deep fake voice of Biden and sent the robocall to thousands of voters. The Federal Communications Commission has issued a subpoena to Kramer, and the investigation remains active. The robocall was designed by Voice Broadcasting, an entity associated with LifeCo, which is under investigation. This is not the first time Kramer has used AI for such purposes, having previously created a robocall of Senator Lindsey Graham. Kramer hopes his actions will draw attention to the potential impact of AI on elections. Why do we care? It's kind of as stupid as you thought it was. Kramer's action brought attention, all right. The Biden robocall fiasco is a stark reminder of the dual-edged nature of AI technologies, offering incredible potential for positive impact while posing significant ethical and societal risks. IT service professionals have a critical role in navigating these challenges, ensuring the responsible use of AI through ethical practices, advanced detection technologies, regulatory engagement, and public education. Thanks for listening. It's National Chocolate Souffle Day and also National Pancake Day. Congrats to friend of the pod Peter Melby, who's replacing Mitch Morgan as the new CEO of New Charter Technologies. Have a question you want answered? We take those listener questions, send them, ideally as a voice memo or video, to question at mspradio.com. I answer listener questions live each week on our Wednesday live show on YouTube and LinkedIn. Got a comment or a thought on a story? Put it in the comments if you're on YouTube. Reach out on LinkedIn if you're listening to the podcast. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. The Business of Tech is written and produced by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines. Post it at businessof.tech. If you like the content, please make sure to hit that like button, follow, or subscribe. It's free and easy and the best way to support the show and help us grow. You can also check out our Patreon, where you can join the Business of Tech community at patreon.com slash mspradio, or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. Finally, if you're interested in advertising on the show, visit mspradio.com slash engage. Once again, thanks for listening to me, and I will talk to you again on our next episode of The Business of Tech part of the MSP Radio Network.